Um, then she killed my goldfish and lied to me about it. Um, but this is a different time. This is a different time. Well, I was about okay. the same age, oddly <laughs> oh, enough. God. But my mom, like, I won some goldfish at the fair, and we had it in a bowl on our mantle. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple months go by, and my parents start a fire in the fireplace and cook the fish. Oh. So oh, I wake up the next day, no. and the fish are gone, and my mom's like, oh, I don't know. It was just a bad fish. It just died. Welcome to another episode of Podjiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. Uh, I'm Pajiba contributor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, and Buddy Garrity's season twenty-one. Come on, <laughs> Dustin Rolls. <laughs> it's supposed to say Buddy Garrity's second chin, but S twenty-one is all we got. So he's got a you know, Buddy. Uh, Temporarily, he, you know, he 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 uh, lost a little. Um, I think he. <laughs> well, there there is there is one angle that he always looks much bigger, and it's where it's when he's wearing just a t-shirt. Like the t-shirt is oversized oh, yeah, in that yeah. way that that kind of people wore oversized shirts back then. Because um, when he's in like a suit and tie, like he like he's a bigger guy, but he doesn't look like gigantic. But for some reason, with the shirt. It looks. I think that's true of most men in suits. Suits are very slimming. Oh. Is there, like, science to that? Or I mean, there probably is. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean... Tory or suit slimming? Is that I mean, I, th- I think Dustin's showing his suit privilege, because not, not all suits are well cut. <laughs> I don't have a... I, I don't own a suit. I see you don't? it. Uh, not anymore, no. Oh. I gotta get one from my, before my kids uh, bar mitzvah, and even though it's going to be on Zoom, we still have to wear a suit. Well, you only have to wear the top half of the suit. True. I think we can probably get away with that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could just put a jacket on. Yeah. Do you have a jacket? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I had uh, one suit because I uh, went to see Seth, the producer, Love Spackle. Ah, oh. Love Spackle. Yeah, you got to dress oh. up for that. When I went to see him practice, um, he uh, argued in front of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. So I bought a suit for that. Oh. Wow, you take it so seriously. He, he, he argued cool. in front of the Ninth Circuit of Appeals, uh, and now he's our producer. So That's right. <laughs> things going great for Love Spackle. Love Spackle. That's right. Yeah. I hear his hobbies are going really well, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... It's still July, which means uh, we're still watching Friday Night Lights. Week three. Uh, we still get to watch Friday Night Lights. Excuse That's me. That's right. Uh, it's a privilege. <laughs> Week three. Wait, <laughs> did you know that Buddy Garrity was in Veep? I don't remember him. He was in six episodes. Uh, I vaguely remember that. I remember more from Parks and Rec. Wait, he was in Parks? <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he played a character that you'd expect. He ran against Leslie uh, for the city council seat, and he was very... Uh, well, he was like if Buddy Garrity was a Parks and Rec character. Oh, oh, oh. he played a guy named Fester Trim. <laughs> Jesus, what kind of name is that? <laughs> That's like a porn name gone wrong. But then he also played a congressman in The Leftovers, which I loved. He was in three episodes of Justified. I have no recollection of that. 
Hmm. And Veep, he was in a lot of stuff that I love. Yeah. And I'm surprised he had time for that, considering he was shooting 21 seasons. That's right. Of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> but he already, season 21. Brad Leland doesn't get, uh, you know, enough uh, credit. Yeah. He's a consummate professional. That's right. He's a good He also did seven episodes of um, Walker, Texas Ranger. And here's the interesting thing about that. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, that. He played a different character in all seven episodes. Oh, back when you could get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. when uh, TV was fun. When when a character uh, an actor would come back but just play the play someone else, and <laughs> nobody cared. No. Uh, did you guys ever see the uh, the um, oh I don't know if I think it was on the Tonys one year where they did a uh, they did a bit where they showed all the all the Broadway all the, all the Tony nominees who had been on Law and Order. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> no. So they so they show them? literally everybody. So they're like oh yeah. like. Like here's Davy Diggs on Law and Order, and here's Leslie Odom Jr. on Law and Order, and they were in the same scene, which was amazing. Oh, but then, but they end the bit with an actor whose name I'm forgetting, unfortunately. But he had been on Law and Order like like six or seven times, playing a different character every time. So they show him over the years, and like <laughs> yeah. and like he's bald now, but at the beginning he had hair, and like he played uh like he played a you know like a lawyer, and then he played a judge, and then he played a different judge, and then he played like a perp or something. It was just like he kept playing different characters. Um, I'm sorry, Tori, I cut you off. Uh, no, no, I that that makes a lot of sense to me because <laughs> Law and Order has been going on forever, and they just right. sh yeah they shoot with whoever's around. <laughs> yeah, and who's around are a lot of Broadway actors who need to make a little money. So, um, I was looking up because uh, I was like, not to jump right into the episodes but the noah barnett character the like sexy journalism teacher oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah so it looks like somebody from one tree hill or something yeah so he's from one tree hill oh he is he literally is <laughs> no i did not noah. know that yeah <laughs> he just um, looked like it well i was like why because he just has that like generic like dude face i don't know uh, yeah. so I was like, one tree why, hill face why do i recognize him so yeah he was in like almost 80 episodes of One Tree Hill. Um, I've never seen that show but once in my you, life. What, where you might recognize him from is I believe he was John from Cincinnati. Wait, he oh. was John? Well, he, he, his character's name was John Monad. Was that the main John or were there multiple Johns? I don't remember that show because it was incoherent. Uh... It was terrible. I mean, I would imagine how many. I don't like, even know if I could remember if it was terrible because I don't know. I don't think I watched the whole thing either. But well, he. I, I feel like it was like uh, that Lodge Forty Nine, only written by um, David Milch and on like a whole lot of painkillers. So that like that it. makes it sound like it would be amazing. I know, um, yeah. and, yet, <laughs> and yet, yeah, he is a he is a titular John. Yeah, he is huh. he is John from Cincinnati. Uh, maybe it's time. Is it time to revisit John from Cincinnati? All no. uh, whole month no. of September. John from no. Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, maybe yeah. next July. Yeah, we'll see how this quarantine goes. <laughs> Look, I'm saying is we get, we go down long enough, then you know eventually you start to run out of shows, and John from Cincinnati doesn't look so bad. Ten it, episodes that nobody's seen. Yeah, it might be nice because I feel like you know this time you guys love this show, I don't. 
next month it'll be a show that i love that you guys didn't (laughs) right but maybe at some point we need to watch a show all of us together that none of us like yeah (laughs) maybe that's the next hurdle the next evolution it's incoherent oh wait jennifer gray was in that show too huh um well we might as well just jump into it uh this I thought episode, we were already in it, man. Well, yeah, but I mean, Tori, Tori said she didn't mean to, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to give us an official seg- look. Oh, whatever. sure, sure. Uh, well, do we want to talk about matter. what we're drinking? Oh, do sure. <laughs> Holy shit, the cast on that show yeah. was amazing. Brian right. Ben Holt was in John from Cincinnati. This episode is already off the rails. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt, Jim Beaver, Bruce Greenwood, Rebecca DeMorne. Oh, my this, God. But Dustin, you need to actually move a little bit further away from your microphone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're getting a little too excited. Yeah, sorry. There we go. Um, Dayton sure. Kelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you guys drinking? Um, what has Dustin already had a whole bottle of? Yes. <laughs> actually, uh, I'm drinking um, lemonade mixed with vodka. Oh, that sounds dangerous. It's my third. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my God, Mark Paul Gosseler is in it. Uh, you, you you keep saying things that are sound great, is what I'm saying, and we should. And yet, it's still John with Cincinnati. Why wasn't like if you can get Mark Paul Gosseler, God, whatever, for the show? Why wouldn't you cast him as John from Cincinnati? Seriously, well, right? this was like because John is know. supposed to be like mysterious, right? But so I mean, pick the look One who Tree they Hill cast. guy. Sure, I don't know. Mark well Paul Gosso, you see him, you 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 know what you're getting. You know you're getting you're getting MPG. You know. Wait a second. If he was in One Tree Hill, <laughs> that means he was in. Wait, see, I've never seen One Tree Hill, but I thought he was in One Tree Hill because, I, well, I made the joke because he looks like the other guy in One Tree Hill. So that means that both of them were in One Tree Hill. Yes. And Who's they both, the other like, one? Uh, the guy that looks just like him, uh, Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. Uh, wow. How did you not? You like sports shows and teenage shows. Yeah, it was technically a basketball show at the beginning. Oh, was it? I had no idea. Yeah, they were basketball players. And don't they find out, like, the two main guys, they find out they're related or something? I I I think early and during that era, I had a thing against the CW. I just, I didn't. It had a bad reputation, the CW. Is that why you didn't get into Supernatural, Dustin? Is that why? You, That's right. Is that That's why right. you didn't get into Buffy? Uh, no, Buffy sucked. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, Dan, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I am drinking a new whiskey, which I was given as a gift. Uh, it's called Writer's Tears. Uh, it's given to me uh, for you know for reasons that will remain nameless for now, but. Uh, it's good. It's Irish, and it's uh, pretty pretty smooth. Smooth like tears? Uh, yeah. Tastes very familiar. <laughs> I, I know this flavor very well. Nostalgic almost. <laughs> <laughs> Tori, what about you? Um, I'm drinking beer. I'm drinking uh, one of my favorite beers, which I haven't had in a very long time, uh, called Le Fin du Monde. Um, it is... You know, it's an ale. It's got spices. I think it's brewed with like champagne yeast. So you it sounds fancy. Yeah, it has like tiny bubbles. It's also like nine percent alcohol. But 
Here's the exciting part. If I finish this bottle and open the other one I have next to me, I will need to use my bottle opener. And my bottle opener is, uh, because this is a television podcast, my bottle opener is from a TV show. And it makes a sound. And so if you hear a very, you know, a bottle being opened with a quote from a TV show, you'll know I'm on my second bottle. <laughs> I look forward to that. Yeah. I'm curious to know what, what TV show it is. You it, like, it's not, it's not what, whatever you're thinking, but it's also like not that exciting, but it will come out of nowhere and you'll be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it's not the DuckTales theme song. No, but it's it's of a theme. Okay. You're not you're not like far. Okay. Uh, anyway, back to uh, this week's episodes, uh, season two, episodes seven, eight, and nine, uh, Pantherama, seeing other people, and the confession. Wonder what that one is about. <laughs> Although technically, the confession comes at the end of episode eight, so you know it's kind of oh. a cheat. But, but it's like the aftermath of it. Can we just right. okay? So the murder is done. Uh yes. And I have that written down. The murder is over. Like it's over. Like and yeah. we're not even. We're like halfway through the season. So like uh, I was expecting yeah. this to be a whole season long arc because you guys built this up as like the murder season, and it's right. like, it's over. It could have been over. <laughs> no. Like like they added, they tacked on an entire extra episode, two ep- episodes really, because episodes um, eight and nine are like it's like Landry suddenly having a crisis of faith over whether he should confess, then he decides to confess. And then the last episode is him trying to decide whether, like, it's all of, like, his weird guilt complex over, like, I killed him, but it was self-defense or whatever, you know? And, like, did you really, like, ask, making Tyra, like, let him off the hook, like, did you really think that you were going to die or whatever? And it's just, like, you didn't have any of that clear in your head going into this? Like, dude. So they just, like, this could have been wrapped up episodes ago right they sh- just dragged it out for the most asinine <laughs> reason what i think and now and i'm not sure but this i mean the uh, this it was uh written you know back when they only wrote a few you watched it and then they sort of course corrected based on feedback so i think that was probably going to be a complete season long storyline and then but they were like abandon the, <laughs> abort right. abort like the fans were like what the fuck why is this happening? Yeah. Make it stop. And then I think they sort of... But, like, that was not the way to appease those fans. No. Because <laughs> no. it's like you have the dad destroy evidence. And you think, right. like, you know, this is going to lead into a whole other element of, of the crime. Because now the dad is complicit in all this stuff. And then it... Like, none of that matters. Landry still walks in and just decides to confess for no yeah. no reason. Like, right. There was... He was fine. Um but what I loved was, and it was something that I'm sure when it, a lot of the the show, I think it's weird watching it like 13 years after the fact, because there's a lot of stuff that they do in the show now that I'm like, like you could just, I mean, people would be writing essays about how this was like the wrong way to handle that situation. <laughs> um, but like the cop thing, it's, I mean, it's so clear. It's like the detective is trying to let him off the hook right, right. of his confession because he's the son of, you know. The sheriff, the sheriff or whatever, right. like the chief, um, you know. So it was very, it was very kind of, yeah. Look, like white dude literally getting away with murder, <laughs> like because he's related to the cop. Um, and then the the fact that they came to Tyra with the, 
um, the brother of the rapist. Oh, man. Wow. And being like, do you want to meet with him? Sometimes it, like, helps victims. It's like, wow. Nobody, <laughs> no. nobody bothers to mention, by the way, um, you don't have to do this because actually it could be very traumatic. Right. Like, that, and that whole thing was just. It was, just, the whole storyline was handled poorly, top it, to bottom. Everything. Just. Everything about it. The only good part was when Landry like broke down and started crying because you're like, oh, that's I think that's when we realized that oh, Jesse Plemons can really act. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he he's the only reason you start to invest in it because you like he's playing the conflicted very very well. Right. But oh my god, that was just bone stupid. The entire storyline, <laughs> and the fact that it again continued to be just something else like in the background he's still playing football the show is still going on it's still right. like you know the tammy and coach show and like all you know julie's still being a nightmare and like all the other things are <laughs> happening and then it's like um, by the way landry's confessing to murder <laughs> right yeah it, it does feel uh i, I mean i i think it always felt this way this season but it, it, even in the especially in these last couple episodes as they're kind of wrapping it up it, it felt even more removed from everything else that's going on somehow yeah um but it has to get because the stakes in that are so high it gets such a prom like even though it's not a main storyline it gets prominent place like it's the end of episode eight it's the start of episode nine um, it's like the c plot is the murder right but it's but it but it's the it's the big hook because it's the big drama right um yeah because nothing else really <laughs> like compared to drama. the like the like the coach drama in episode eight is uh, that he's he has to babysit his his baby daughter, and is a little bit jealous of Glenn maybe. Or, oh, you know. that was oh I know I know. <laughs> I, I I was watching it. I was like oh Tori's fucking freaking out. <laughs> I was by the seething. end of it, I thought he redeemed himself. Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> okay, so I've gotten to the point where I will concede that. When coach is acting as a coach, mm -hmm. I like him. Mm -hmm. I like I get the tough love thing that you guys were talking about, even though he sh should have. Here's the other thing. Okay, I appreciate okay. the way he handled Riggins. On the other hand, the fact that nobody street Riggins like nobody bothers to mention like Riggins didn't just like abandon the team. Riggins went to save a former teammate. Granted, right. it involved drinking and, and carousing in Mexico, but he was doing it to be a good friend to right. their, you know, like, and it, I feel like if coach had known that maybe it would have made a difference, but nobody said it. So right. that was, you know, withheld for drama's sake. I understand when coach is being a coach, I appreciate him. When coach is being he was a husband. Good with smash. Yeah. The too, way. He, and that, yeah. That yeah. great scene. That was a wonderful scene. Um, I mean, I'm really stuck because I feel like I should like the way he handles Santiago, but the whole Santiago storyline is equally frustrating. Oh, I actually had a, I had a, that, that leads me to a question I had about that. Because, like, what, where do you guys land on that debate between, like, where, where, like, between him and him saying, like, look, this is a way that we can, we can watch over this kid and Tammy being like, no, you're taking advantage of the fact that you think he can help the team. I was with Coach by the end. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, not. For, I mean, I thought for real. It was like the kid had nothing, and right. 
coach was going to give him a family, and that's what they are. I mean, mm-hmm. it was going to give him a support system that he's never had in his life. I, right. I get that. I was less upset with coach trying it. Um, I think that Buddy's approach, like that whole... Oh, that was that, bad. The, yeah, that scene in the car. The problem is, like, the kid is just being exploited. Like, he doesn't know anything about football, he doesn't care about football, and he's being right. presented with... Like, if it was handled a different way, um, maybe it would have been okay, but you, you're... A, there's no character development for Santiago. Right. Everything you learn about him is just more setting him up to be more of a, a victim of the system. Like right. you don't know, like no parents, his guardian's gone, he's been in juvie, he's you know, like you don't know anything about him other than his disadvantages. You don't right. know what he wants in life, you don't know like nothing. He is right. like it's just terrible character building. Uh and then you then the way they're presenting, like, yes, maybe football would be good for him if you guys told him what it was about and gave him a chance. But the fact that his it, it is coming across as if his chance at having a roof over his head, right. people to care about, everything is contingent on him playing the sport. Right. It's never like, and by the way, you know what? If you don't want to play football, we'll still take care of you. Right. The whole scene, I was like, I want him, I, I thought he was going to like fail and I just needed Buddy to say, it doesn't matter, kid. Yes. I love you anyway. Just, you know, but they, they I'm going to be here no matter what. But they mm-hmm. treat, and again, I, you know, and I know that's kind of the point. Like, you know, the show doesn't go as hard on it as, you know, maybe the movie or the other thing, but like, it's the idea that football is a cult in some ways and maybe it's good, but it's like the fact that the entire culture of the town revolves around it and they're sucking this kid in. Right. And not giving him, you know, it's not necessarily that it's doing him harm, but it's not, it's not with his, his best intentions in mind either, because mm-hmm. he doesn't understand what he's getting into. And he doesn't care. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> literally doing it just so that people will take care of him. Right. You know, because that's the other thing. It's like, Buddy, because it's not just Buddy giving him, now now letting him live in his, his house and being a foster father or whatever to him. Before that, Buddy was his boss. He had right. to try out for football because of the person who was paying him. Right. Like, it's so inappropriate on so many <laughs> levels. And it's just, and it's even more infuriating because they don't, you know, they're doing this, you know, all the entire storyline is, like, they don't build his character at all. Right. So it really is like, yeah, it's the poor underprivileged kid. That like these nice white dudes are are giving a chance via football, right? Um, <clears throat> Sorry, there was no 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 that's that's accurate. <laughs> I mean, but there was there was one thing that I thought was interesting was like even given all of that, uh, there are a couple times in in these episodes where the specifically about the there's about like just the the actor playing him. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. And like and like he especially when he had to look vulnerable cuz he's a big guy. Yeah. And like in like, you know, like he like he like like everybody like all the other high school kids, he looks, you know, like an adult. Right. But um <laughs> but there were but there were times where he had to look vulnerable and like he would like slump his shoulders oh, yeah. and like he he'd get kind of like a like a kind of a glassy stare in his eye and uh him folded and, up on that the bunk bed. Mm-hmm. When they left him alone in the room, oh my god! And yeah. So I thought he did a really good job, especially more so considering, you know, the, the, uh, that he doesn't have a, um, 
that we don't know. There's so much we don't know about him. Yeah. It's like, oh, where are your parents? They were deported. Where's your guardian? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but no, I thought the actor, and I think that's also, yeah, it's a little bit more frustrating because I'd be interested to see what that, what that actor could do mm-hmm. if he wasn't a walking, I don't know, device. <laughs> it was, it was sad. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of how freakishly old they all are. Um, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, can we talk about how, uh, Saracen's completely like all just why do all of the teenagers think they can hook up with adults? Oh, I wrote this down too. (laughs) Gotcha, Tor. I mean, you could not get away with that now. No, 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 that would not be right. But also, you shouldn't have been able to get away with it. No, no, I know. And it's only it, well, I (sighs) it's the south though, and I'm not saying it's the south as an excuse, I'm just saying in the south, every what, every high school girl is dating a college guy. Yeah, but they're not dating their teachers. So you've got like Julie no, trying yeah, to hook up with a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And that was inappropriate. Um, mm-hmm. But also Tammy's response was wrong. Like the teacher until that point. Oh, I like Tammy's response. I was like, yes. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, I was, that was the worst <laughs> thing. I was like, I love Tammy. Oh. And in that moment, I was like, Oh, yeah, no. No, that was absolutely inappropriate. I loved her even more then. Oh, yes. no. No, you, you like, you're really going to get upset because an English teacher is giving your daughter a good book to read? Because, Do you know what? Because Owen, my 17-year-old I mean, can't read something salacious? Are you kidding me? It was the world according to Garb. Who you know cares? <laughs> when are you supposed to, like, and, like if you're going to read that kind of, that, like, that is the age that you should be doing those kind of things. But not from your teacher. Why? What the hell do you... I mean, like, do you not want her if, to go into AP English? Like, come on. No, I, but if I had, like, an attractive teacher who had given me that book, that would have been very awkward. I don't know, man. Do you remember what books. happens in GARP? No. Like, the end of GARP... Um, like, okay, uh, the, the male character, he's played by Robin Williams in the movie. Yeah. He, like... Uh, he frequently takes, he, he has a um, driveway and he frequently flips around the corner really quick and goes into his driveway. He's like mastered this move. Mm-hmm. And uh, near the end of the book, he flips around that driveway into his parking spot, but his wife is there going on down on a, a, a young man, I believe, and she bites his dick off. And... and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and man. I, I like. <laughs> this is a very different book than I was expecting because I've never read it nor yeah. seen. I oh, but also uh, yeah. also why is I mean like yeah that's a horrible thing but like I presume the entire book isn't just the tragedy of the bitten dick like there's more <laughs> to the story to, than this one incident and I think that like well, when you're in build, high school, I mean, it's the climactic event in the in the in the book. It's like right, but it doesn't discount like what are the themes of the book? It's not just. It's, Dicks, John right? Irving. Th- no, John Irving is all about dicks. Have you ever read yeah. a John Irving book? Yes, but it's fine. <laughs> look, I mean, look, uh, I was 
look, I read it. Like I was reading Stephen. I was reading the book where a bunch of twelve-year-olds have a gangbang when I was ten. It is totally different. Stephen no, but King it's is a horror but, movie. John Irving was about dicks. Yeah, but no, but but I'm saying like, uh, where do you draw the line about what's appropriate? Now I can understand if Tammy approached it with like, there's a reason this book isn't on our curriculum, and so I'd appreciate you not distributing it to any student as a sure. guidance counselor. Like there, you know, if you, if it was straight up, like, you know, we do not have books like that on our curriculum. Right. But approaching it as like, as a teacher, don't like calling it the fact that it, she came at it from a, it's a salacious book. I'm like, no, high schoolers. They're, I wouldn't call that's it salacious. Where, yeah. But like, it wasn't literary either. I mean, I'm, I have a, a big problem with the, this particular choice of book is what I'm saying. Okay, so if it had been, but I still think it doesn't matter that that it was that book. Like I'm kind of to me, it's it's the idea of like that's exactly what people, what teenagers should like they should be reading difficult material sure. or challenging material or whatever because it's like they got to learn not learn obviously that's not necessarily like the lesson like don't bite dicks <laughs> off but but the, there's a reason why. They, I don't know. I have. I have. A, I always have a hard time with like censorship for kids because to I, me, no, it's sort of, especially not, when it comes to books, and that's that was the position. And then she looped it into he's, you know, the don't touch maybe, but like it was just he hadn't to me he hadn't done anything actually wrong. Her Wait, daughter what? had a crush. Her daughter had a crush, <laughs> and he was just he was being a friendly teacher, but a he, friendly I teacher who like put his hand on her like shoulders when they spoke that's i mean you can't do that i don't think i, I don't know i mean i guess i mean yeah maybe i had a teacher <laughs> in uh high school this is a dustin story oh god <laughs> <laughs> and um I look I don't know how old she was she looked old to me but I was like 17 so she could have been 30 she could have been 50 she could have been 60 I from what I remember she was old but I don't remember how old <laughs> but she had a weird crush on me oh, and God, she Dustin. would often she would often come to my locker and she would like touch me like inappropriate you know just like on your shoulder or whatever and she would like put my hair behind my ears and stuff. <gasps> okay, but he wasn't brushing <laughs> her hair behind her ears. Well, I mean, it's not that much different. But anyway, so the, what, the one funny thing is, like, all the students in the class noticed it. And, like, this was in the 90s. So when, the when she would leave the classroom, like, the class president would get up in front of the class and he would go, Hi, my name is... This is my schlaver, Dusty, because he would do the Dieter voice from Silent Life. It was very good. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to bleep out all those names. <laughs> <laughs> it's and okay. I don't know who where she went. It's going to kill them. Stop. So, you know. Oh, Jesus. my God. Oh, my God. Like, how did your Dustin story get even more Dustiny? <laughs> oh, my God. I have to bleep more names now. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what um, I'm It's all Jeez. Okay. The point is, all right, I see your, I can see that. I also had a teacher who would touch my shoulder and I didn't think yeah, anything of okay. it. That's not okay. 
Well, how do yes. you not think something of it? It's got to be uncomfortable. Even if he's, uh, like, particularly if he's a good looking guy. No, he was a middle-aged dude who wore like a bracelet because he thought it made All him right. look cool. Um, but I also, it was never, it never crossed a line, but it was more like, hey, good job. Like it was, you know, like a shoulder pat, not like a. Mm -hmm. um, okay, but if you clearly had a crush on him and he did that, was that, would that not be inappropriate? I think here's my problem. And I, I can see where like the teacher should have set stronger boundaries, perhaps. I will, yeah, no, like the touching, okay, let's say, like, yes, teachers should never touch their students, totally. Um, or share sandwiches, maybe. Uh, my problem is that Tammy was already, I think Tammy, because the, the first scene between the two of them where she, like, thinks he's a student and doesn't even realize that he's, mm -hmm. like, a teacher and, you know, uh, and she's like, oh, God, how old are you and all this stuff. Like, she's already intimidated by the fact that he's so young. Right. So she has already because at first I thought like, oh, they're going to start a flirtatious thing. And then when Julie gets involved because Julie's the worst, um, I realized <laughs> like, oh, God, it's going to go a completely different direction. But it, so I feel like she already had this like horrible impression of him. And he definitely and it was funny because I, I you definitely you kind of see that when he says like where he was educated and everything like that. And you realize like, oh, no, this is a guy who was being condescending. Mm -hmm. but is coming at it from like a clearly coming at it from the Northeast, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and walking into the situation and getting yelled at for distributing a, an acclaimed book because a mother who's crossing boundaries, it, it was not a professional conversation. She handled it completely wrong. Right. And it was overheard and she was, and she did not, she was not coming at it as like, yeah, she was she was doing it as a parent in the wrong setting, um, and so he's taken aback, and he's he clearly like thinks it's ridiculous. And then she's like, "I can have my husband beat you up," <laughs> and I was just like, "No, I like I cannot." That was Tammy's low point, and oh. that was saying something because Timmy. Yeah, I was just like, "You that was horrible," and that was the only time. And I'm like, "Don't make me feel sympathy for Julie." Uh, like I really, think I might have clapped when she said that. I was like, "Yeah, damn oh, right." No, no. Because <laughs> to me, I'm like, he, like she, girl had a crush. He didn't do anything. Like he could have set stronger boundaries, but he also hadn't done anything to me that that read super creepy to me. Maybe I was I was wrong on that. Um, and I don't know. I, maybe in future episodes, it gets worse. Yeah, I don't remember if he comes back or not. Um, but I do think that you know. When it's like Julie's mortified, it's like, yeah, of course. Right. Like, and that it's, was... it's specifically because she's coming at it so much as a parent versus as, as a... a guidance counselor. Because she could have yeah. she could have gotten all of those points across without doing it so unprofessionally. And that's right. where... Yeah. Um, but similarly, it, you know, I thought it was funny where it's like she... She attacks the teacher for having ill... Um, what I think was completely ridiculous... Um, like overblown impression of the teacher's intentions toward her daughter. Meanwhile, coach is getting upset at Glenn for what he, you know, <laughs> perceives as being ill intentions when there are none. Right. Um, and both of them, it's like, yeah, I was, I wanted to kick both of them. I was so upset with so two of them. that coach admitted it wasn't really about Glenn at the end. It was about the fact that he missed his wife. Who was okay. being very distant and was 
goofing off with Glenn instead of him. Yeah, and her point was great. I get to have 20 minutes with a friend a day. Sure. Dear. Yes. Like, no, I'm sorry. That does not get him off the hook. Yes, he finally saw reason, but he, like, this was, like, it was not hard. Like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, your wife has a friend. Get the fuck over it. You left her. <laughs> also, I'm, it's Glenn. Like, and it's Glenn. The... Yeah. yeah I mean, he was laying on a couch. He didn't even yeah. get up. Oh, my God. No. Oh, coach. And then when he was like, I like, oh, that line, I was very proud of Tammy when she's like, you go sleep on the couch. When he said something like, I think you need to be like, what oh, was yeah. it invested in our family or. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was oh. a, that was, Ooh, that was a, yeah. both a good oh. line from her and like from him. It's like, oh, why'd you say that? Yeah. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Don't say I, that. I think, oh yeah. What I wrote at that point in my notes. Yep. Coach is pulling a villain move. <laughs> <laughs> he's the oh man but but that's where i'm like it's funny because i think that's the dichotomy when he is acting as a coach i get it i i see the appeal as a husband at least this it's season just, it's just every episode is him just putting his foot in his mouth in the absolute dumbest way and even when everything is smoothed over the way it's smoothed over is like not actually okay this him, is another moment where i and i think dustin this is where you were headed uh, is that it? It makes me want. It makes me wish that you would watch the other seasons, because yeah. because there are moments that, like, uh, like Tori, this is this is in a later season. So, but like the Dustin, you know, when they go to the the house to see the house that they want to buy. Do you remember that scene? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Okay. Anyway, there there's basically just there there are other moments where. Wait, um, that's the first season. That's yeah. Is that I don't the first think it's episode? season one. No, 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 no. They, there's one. I believe it's in season three. Oh, okay. Where, where he he basically says like, "I will buy this house for you if that's what you want, but it will drive me mad because I'm going to be so worried about money. But if this is what you like, he like he he gives a speech and but it's like I don't know. It sounds bad now that I'm explaining. <laughs> yeah. It, but, but but in the in the scene, it's really good. The, uh, anyway, uh, they were very much relationship goals kind of. Yeah. People, uh, people still yeah. revere them. Um, but again, probably because they're ignoring all of season two. Yeah. Because <laughs> every time, like everything he does, I'm just like, dude. Right. Um, that also, are. yeah, they're, they're going through a rough patch. They're yeah, still, man. they're still finding their way back. Um, yeah. That did, that did, but because that involved Julie, that also reminded me of another thing that I wrote down, which was in episode nine, uh, even though Julie's the worst, there, there's that fight uh, where where Julie and Tammy are yelling at each other. Yeah, yes. and it's it's all cry. And I, but in that moment, I was like, this feels very real. Like I was, yeah. I, I was yeah. impressed. I was like, oh yeah, this feels like like I remember. I mean, I'm not a, I was not a teenage girl ever, but yeah. Uh, but I, but the, these fights feel like oh yeah, every like mother and daughter have these fights. Yeah, and it felt like very real, but also like very improvised. And I was like really impressed mm-hmm. with both of them for doing yeah. for pulling that off. I do feel bad for Amy Teagarden just because, like, her character, at least this season, does nothing but cry. Um, And she is a brat. But I do think, like, what I thought worked in that scene, you know, she's like, you don't recognize everything that I do for the family. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that is a very teenage mindset, especially considering, based on what I've seen in the show, she has not done anything. And that's what I thought was really funny because it's like it. But on the flip side, it's, un, you know, where she's 100 percent correct. 
is that Tammy seems to think that like her decision to have a baby, um, now it's the whole family has to pitch in. Right. And it's like, Julie isn't the one who asked for a little sister. Right. Like you're expecting her, like the whole family to come together. And it's like, this is not, you know, I can, I can really appreciate her point of view, which is just like, you decided to do this and it's now screwing with my life. Right. And you, you know, you want me to lighten the load. This is not my, you know, her, you know, I, I did appreciate that scene because you're getting that they're finally voicing these things. And part of it is Julie feeling like she's doing a lot more than I think any of us have actually seen her do on the show, (laughs) (laughs) which is, you know, yeah. Teenagers overestimating how much they're contributing. Like I unloaded the dishwasher last week. You don't appreciate me. (laughs) And on the flip side, her genuinely not appreciating what her mom is going through because she's a teenager and thinks it's all about her. And the problem with her mom having a baby is that it is no longer about her. It is no longer, you know, Julie is not the center of everything. Right. So, yeah, I did. That was a good, that, I agree. Um, she's still the worst. She spends a lot of the season crying. <laughs> so much yes. crying. So much crying. And well, it's I been feel tough, like you know, she doesn't she really went change. The wrong, but she went after the wrong guy, you know, broke up with uh, Saracen, who's now... Uh, you know, on his own journey. Okay. Uh, One, nobody should listen to Smash for relationship advice. <laughs> well, that's obvious. <laughs> Which they finally made obvious uh, in episode eight when he goes off to a recruiting trip and learns uh-huh, his lesson. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Dumbass. But then, but then it brings him and Saracen together. Like, they, they bond because he has to drive and pick him yeah. up after he <laughs> tries to hook up with the wrong girl. Yeah. Ugh. That was really satisfying. That was a very satisfying scene. Him just running in his boxers. Which, what was the... I feel like, was this just the boxer, ep, like, trilogy of episodes? Because you have the... Oh, in yeah, the, the pep <laughs> the, rally. Yeah, the pep rally with the Oh, the that's teams, right. Which was... I loved that the crowd loved it. And I loved mm-hmm. the look when Tammy and Coach just both, like, turned to Tyra and right. Lila. <laughs> Um, oh, another another small detail I loved in that is that uh, Landry keeps his uh, his undershirt on. Yeah, <laughs> like he's the one guy who's like, no, I'm not taking, I'm not going completely topless. Doesn't no, matter. That was like right before he confessed, right? That was a, a weird sort of like, and that's Transition. where you're talking yeah. about how it's removed from the show. It was like, right, this is really strange. Yeah, he's dancing in a pep rally and then. Like crying. Well, I mean, but look, Tyra made him do it, so or wanted him to, so of course he's gonna do it. Oh, the dancing! (laughs) For a second, you meant the confession. Like, (laughs) oh yeah. But the the breakup went really, like, it like it was over, and like uh, Landry was there when she was like flirting with other guys during the prep rally thing, and like completely unbothered. It was like as though they had never been together. Mm -hmm. Until. then they act right. like they're together again. Like they're holding, you know, right. like she's. Uh, the, so the progression of relationships is something that bothers me. Cause it's the same thing in my eyes was happening between Saracen and Carlotta. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, she teaches him how to dance and it's the first moment that there's like any chemistry between the two of them. Like you kind of know they're setting up that he's going to, they're going to hook up just cause it's right. like, she's gorgeous and in his house. 
Right. And he's a teenage boy. <laughs> and it's a show. Like, I was like, I know, I know. But, you know, they were really combative. And then you don't really see, you know, she's like, I'm not doing your laundry. I'm not doing anything for you. And then she seems to be doing laundry and the cooking and everything. Like, yeah. suddenly it's mm-hmm. there's no real issue about the division of labor in the house. And then she helps him dance. And then he goes to the pep rally, comes out and kisses her. Right. Well, she did warm up to him a little bit after the game where he and Smash got in a fight because she, like, massaged out his, like, injured shoulder. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. So that was kind of, like, the thawing. That was the thawing, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. But it's still the jump to the kiss. Yeah, I mean, it's like a 30 Outside of the car with her, with his grandmother in the car. Like, (laughs) I don't know. The lucidity of his grandmother continues to also weave back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Where she goes to games and she, she's fine, and then she comes into his room when Carlotta's very clearly under the sheets and doesn't notice anything. Yeah, it was pretty funny. There was a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of... Uh, Scenes between uh, his Saracen's grandmother and Coach Taylor. I think that was the first season, and those were adorable. I don't, I, I'm, I don't think we're going to see any more of those this season, though. I love the grandmother. Oh, oh, wait, we have. Oh wow! Even... Wait, we Carlotta haven't... is like uh, in a lot of things these days. I mean, she's been. Dan- it's Danielle Alonzo. She's been working in a lot of stuff. I had no idea. Nothing that I watch, yeah. but except for Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, unfortunately. <laughs> You didn't watch yeah. uh, Revolution, that uh, oh, show where I the did, U.S. Yeah. has no power. Yeah, she's she in the yeah. Resident. Don't you love the Resident? <laughs> I know, Tori. We've had this sure? conversation. Are you, yeah, are you that's sure the, you that's don't a love Dustin the medical show. <laughs> yeah. No, I like the other one. <laughs> the one but that's if, named after the time travel show. If no. you put on, if you put <laughs> on an episode of the Resident, would you know the difference? Yeah, I would. No, I can't even think of the damn. New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. Thank you. <laughs> Which was the same name as another show that starred right, that, Jamie. It didn't have Jamie Lannister in it. Was it him? I think it was like... It's the one um, where the guy was immortal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I vaguely yeah. remember that show. New Amsterdam, but yeah. Yeah, it was. It was Jamie Lannister from 2008. Oh. I remember that. Yeah. I bet that's Dustin's favorite show. No. <laughs> Are you sure? I think I watched it. Oh, I had a, a, a an old writer of the site used to write for that or something. Uh, one other thing that I thought was weird uh, was that there's no uh, street in two of the episodes that we watched <laughs> this week. He's not in 207 and he's not in 208. Like He comes back in episode 9. Um, but he's just gone for... I didn't even notice that. Is it is it weird, though? Like, is he actually a main character? He is main cast. <laughs> yeah. But, like, there's a he's lot QB1. of... He's one Yeah. But there's... He just got back from Mexico. I kind yeah, of thought they were wrapping it. up his storyline. Like, is he actually important? <laughs> he remains important through about halfway through season three, when it, which is when he gets his send-off. Okay. Um, but but they, they started his kind of like final arc in episode nine, which is when he, he goes on the date and he meets, uh, he ends up meeting uh, Aaron the waitress, who becomes important. 
Um, oh, she does. Oh, good. I was going to ask. I like her. She's adorable, yes. Yeah. She's great. Uh, but, yeah. But it, it was just, it was weird, like, watching. Because I, I think, I, I actually agree with you that it didn't feel weird at the time. Like, I'm watching the episode. And then, at a certain point, I was, I... I think towards the end of the first episode, I was like, wait, we haven't seen uh, Jason Street all episode. Uh, Tori's on her second oh God. That actually kind of frightened me. Like, fuck. Sorry, that's my Dalek uh, bottle opener. Sometimes it rattles. It's in a drawer and it'll like touch something else metal in the drawer and we'll just hear like, we'll be upstairs and we'll hear from the kitchen like, exterminate from a drawer. You're like, oh god, I gotta go move the bottle opener so it doesn't so touch is it, anything. Is it shaped like a Dalek? Yes. Oh, okay. And then every time it touches metal, it yeah. So the bottle opener <laughs> it, is it under the under the the uh, the gun, or is it like no? It's built it's into? no, it's not that clever. It's like the bottle opener comes out of the handle is shaped like a Dalek, and then the the opener comes out of the top of it. Oh, gotcha. so it's not okay. like built in. It's it's yeah. Yeah. But still, that's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. What else What else was there that was exciting in, in these three episodes? Um, oh, Tim has his meth roommate. That was what I was going to bring oh. up. Like, how we haven't... Like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, that was another storyline that probably shouldn't have happened. Oh, no, I, I was super into it. From. I, I loved it. it. I was Why? like, what the fuck? It didn't I mean, make it was, any sense. It was deeply uncomfortable. Like, yeah, the way he ended up in that guy's house made no sense. Right. Um, to care for his ferrets, Roscoe and Coltrane. All because mm-hmm. he couldn't live with his very nice brother who happened to be dating his ex-girlfriend who was inappropriate right. who, for him in the first have place. Been, right, right. Exactly. which goes back to the thing of all the high school kids, Dylan, hooking up with older people. Well, yeah, that they shouldn't be dating and then, like, getting... <laughs> because they and all then look he kicks like out of Tyra's house because he... It's about to sleep with his her older sister, right? And then he ends up with ferrets. <laughs> okay, the ferrets are fine. My problem, like, and I, I, but I like the. Why didn't she? Why is she scared of that guy? I mean, why didn't he just like kick his ass? He's fucking Riggins. Well, but you have to remember, Riggins is like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, he's supposed to be young. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. What I liked was the steady escalation. Like at no point did that seem like it was a good situation, but it right. just it actually kept like it was like an onion of bad. Like the longer it went on, it got worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, because at first it's just like okay, the place is messy and the pets are ferrets and like that's a little weird and the guy's in his underwear and that's you know like maybe he could and he's like clearly weird. Then they go hunting and it's like okay, like, that's a little weird, but, like, you know, and he's drinking a lot with a gun, like, mm-hmm. not great, and then, you know, get me cold medicine, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> and taking Riggins to, like, bars and stuff when clearly underage, and then, yeah, it's like, oh, and by the way, he's got a backyard meth lab, <laughs> and he's going to show up fuck? and haunt you at a girls' gymnastics tournament. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason. I mean, why? Why? What is, none of that. Maybe Make sure that, that he doesn't talk. And then the pointing. The I mean, I was I was impressed with Riggins that like this, you know, by the time the guy was unhinged enough to like point a gun at him as a joke, Riggins was like, "Nope, I'm gonna go sleep in the coach's <laughs> driveway." <laughs> so wait, is he yeah, moving, even he has his limits, you know. Is he moving into no. Coach's garage? 
Or, uh, or was Coach just I giving mean, him a sleeping bag, like, go be home? I think he was... Was he letting him in the garage? I don't remember. I, think he was I, don't, I actually him, don't like, remember where it goes. In the garage, but I don't yeah. think that's a long-term thing. No. I just saw um, Coach hand him a sleeping bag, and I was like, yeah. that's awkward. Are you just telling him to go <laughs> sleep on a bench somewhere? Or are you I think he was him? letting him in, but I don't, I don't remember where it goes from here. Yeah. Um, there, there was one other thing that I really loved, uh, which was in, uh, in that last episode that we watched this week, um, which was at the gymnastics tournament where um, – when coach comes and he's basically like, isn't this dumb? And Riggins like knows everything about gymnastics now. Yeah. yeah and he's just cute. like, well, she's been, she's been off her game all day. Like, you know, we're not going to win if, if she doesn't figure out her flips or I don't know what he I said. I did appreciate. Yeah. He like actually is a team player. Like even when it's not his team, like he's, <laughs> he's into it. Yeah. Yeah. He was only unsub. Yeah. Cause at first, like the way he plays the scene off and the way they're, shooting him it, like he looks like he's really bored or upset and right. then you realize it's because the crazy roommate is there right so right. he's like distracted and worried but like no being there for the gymnastics he's engaged in it <laughs> <laughs> um i like that i also really appreciated the blase way uh tammy informed coach that riggins was sleeping <laughs> in his truck outside <laughs> like by the way i think riggins is out there could you like go check on him like we got family coming over why is riggins out there um. Yeah. 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 So the murder's over. Where Where are we gonna go? Like we've got this is a truncated uh, season. Meth lab, if, apparently. Right, but we've we've still got. Are we uh, not done with the meth lab? He left. I don't know. I don't know. We've got we've got two weeks left. I mean, for us, but six episodes. So there's a uh, there's still a lot lot to come. Um, and I don't remember any, any of it. it. <laughs> nope. I remember. Yeah. I literally remember the last scene, and that's it. So I'm really, I'm curious. I don't I just, even remember that. I, I don't have any recollection. I just don't but know man, what to expect. I just love it so much that it's, it's the most comforting feeling watching this show again. Even though it's season two. Uh, yeah, but it, it's just going back to that place and being with those people and just like, I don't know. It's just, because I don't, I never rewatch things ever. Mm -hmm. And this just feels like, what you should be doing during a pandemic is comfort television. You never rewatch things. Uh, sometimes I will if I rewatch it with like uh, my kid or my wife, but almost never. Oh wow! Like for I yourself. almost only rewatch things. Oh yeah, why? Yeah, sometimes I don't want anything new. Um, did we just lose Dustin? I think we just lost Dustin. Oh, I was about to start the game. No, start it. He'll cheat anyway. Uh, this is funny. Well, there goes Justin. So, um, uh, in so the meantime, what do we should we? What if the game is we bet on what happened to Dustin? Oh, okay. Did his computer battery run out? Oh, um, battery sounds good because he would have. It's it's either battery or maybe he he pushed the mic cable. Yeah. That's a thing that happens sometimes. I could see him, like, I just, I permanently imagine him still with the microphone just on his stomach, so I can imagine oh, him yeah. just, like, rolling over. Yeah. Um, I'll, also, I heard Penny in the background, so <gasps> Penny maybe, like, nudged something. Oh, what if she nudged something? Yeah. yeah. Or what about, uh, let's see. Oh, what if they lost power? That's more of a worry oh. for me, but, like, you know, sometimes it happens. Yeah. Maybe there's weather in Portland. But if he lost power, oh, I was going to say if he lost power, it would be fine because the 
computer could go on battery, but the Wi-Fi. So, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Wi-Fi. <laughs> wow. And normally we would get some kind of notice from him. So. So I'm wondering uh, if they lost power. Yeah. Well, we'll give him a minute, and uh, I can mark more crap I gotta cut out. Oh, we'll just keep it going. No, keep I it mean, going. I'm not gonna cut. Yeah, this no, out, we've so. we've cut out enough. This is. Yeah. Not not that anyone is going to notice because these edits are real smooth. They're so smooth. So you're definitely not going to notice that, that there's a chunk missing <laughs> the from the episode. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, we weren't saying things that we shouldn't say yeah, on record. Uh, Dustin, wait, what happened? Yeah. Did oh, Penny um, knock the cord? No, I had to pee and, and that's not what happened. I was shaking my leg because I had to pee and I knocked it out. So it was cable? Was cable got yeah, I knocked the cable out while it was oh, okay. uh, shaking my leg. Because you had to pee. pee. So I went, and, I went and peed while it was... Oh, okay. Okay, but in the future, uh, we want to know when you're peeing. That's something that we wouldn't cut. So I yeah. think you should got just it. say, I'm going to the bathroom. And that <laughs> way we can laugh at you. I was just going to hold it. But, you know. No. Just, just say it because it's just really, it's, right. it's really worth a chuckle. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the meantime, it's it is time for our game, so uh, we'll get into this. This week's game is Friday Night Lights themed. Uh, All right. Not not surprising. Wow. <laughs> uh, what we're playing is we're gonna play a little game. I'm calling older or younger, uh, the untitled older oh. or younger game. There is uh, no. So I'm I've taken the cast. Just the just the characters playing high school kids in uh, in the show, and uh, you're just gonna all you gotta do is tell me who's older, who's younger. That's it. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's go with. Uh, should I go back and forth, or should you guys? Yeah, back and I forth. I think this is a seems. back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with this. Um, uh, oh, I gotta write down your name so I can give you points. <laughs> Uh, all right, Tori. Yes. Let's start here. Uh, uh, Guys Charles, who plays Smash, or uh, Taylor Kitsch, plays Riggins. Who's older? Taylor Kitsch. Who's younger? Taylor Kitsch is older. Correct. You, Taylor Kitsch is indeed older. I'm not going to tell you their ages yet. I'll tell you at no, the end. Yeah. Just so that people can, uh, you might remember who's who, but, you know, whatever. Um, all right, so Tori has a point. Uh, next up, Dustin. Uh, how about, uh, we'll stick with, uh, Smash, Guys Charles, or Zach Guilford, who's older. Uh, Zach Guilford, who played, uh, Saracen. Yeah, yeah, uh, Guys Charles. Is older or younger? Older. Incorrect. Zach Guilford. Oh, wow. Older wow. than Guys Charles. He's got uh, a serious baby face. <laughs> All right. Next up, also, he's uh, a that was what I wanted to say. Can we just take a moment? His kissing sure. with Carlotta was awful. <laughs> Unconvincing and painful. And they just kept, like, just cut the scene. Like, don't hold the camera there for really awkward face sucking. <laughs> Sorry. It was not no. not good kissing. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Tori. Yes. How about... Uh... Adrian Palicki or Jesse Plemons? Who's older? Yes. A tough one. Oh, I actually, I'm going to go Adrian Palicki. Correct. Ooh. Adrian Palicki is indeed older than Jesse Plemons. Not by uh, much, Adrian. You look great. 
<laughs> Dustin, uh, how about Adrian Palicki or Minka Kelly? Palicki is older. older. Incorrect. God what? Uh, Minka Kelly older than Adrian Palicki. I see how this game's going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Tori's up two zero. Uh, we'll uh-huh. keep going. I could technically keep going because these. I could just do different combinations. Yeah. Uh, Tori, how about uh, Taylor Kitsch or Minka Kelly? Who's older? Uh, I'm gonna go Kitsch. Is older. incorrect. No. Incorrect. Minka Kelly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sly yeah. Fox. Minka Kelly is like the uh, Gabriella of. <laughs> None of two yeah. and L. Uh, well, let's go to this one. Dustin, you should get this one. Uh, if you don't, I can't help you. Uh, uh, Minka Kelly or Scott Porter? Scott Porter played Street. Right. I should hope that Minka Kelly is older. Incorrect. <laughs> I, Scott, Porter's, Scott Porter's older. That means Scott Porter is older than Kitsch. Uh, yep. But now I can't do that combination. So no. uh, all yeah, right. that, that uh, is the one downfall. At some point, we'll remember who was right. older than whom. And yeah. uh, well, that's the thing is like depending on how much you've had, Tori, you've opened your second beer. Dustin, we don't know how many lemonades you're on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tori, how about? Uh, oh, that would be too easy. Wow. I feel like. Um, there aren't that okay, many Tori, I'll give you a hard one uh, deliberately. Uh, Gaius Charles. Okay. Smash. Or Adrian Palicki, who played uh, Tyra. Oh, who's older? Who's older? Oh, it, it's uh, Adrian Palicki. Right? Mm-hmm. No? Uh, correct. Uh, I think, yeah. I think we could dedu- deduce that from yeah, the Yeah, because right? Saracen, Saracen was older than Gaius. Yeah. Right, but you then how to... do you know which one it What? Did I do this wrong? Anyway, never no, mind. No, no, no. Tori has three we points. Just... We've kept them in chronological order in our heads, so we can sort of slot yeah. them in. Uh, okay. We just don't know uh, where Amy Teagarden fits now. Right. She's um, got to be the youngest. All right. Well, Dustin, how about this? Amy Teagarden or Jesse Plemons? Oh. Jesse Plemons is probably older. Yes. Correct. Older. Yeah. Correct. Okay. I got one That's the problem. Amy Teagarden is obviously much younger than everybody else. Than everyone else, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So here is the... Uh, all right, Tori's up three to one, but I'll give you points for just give me the year that they were born. And then, so this one, it'll be uh, both of you can answer, and then I'll just give points to whoever gets it. Wait, you um, want me to count backwards? Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll, all I want is I'll give you a year, I'll, I'll give you a name, and then try to give me the year, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's start with Guys Charles. The year they were born. Year they were born. I'm gonna say eighty four. I'm gonna say eighty seven. Uh, you're both wrong. Eighty three. Uh, what? I was close. Zach Gilford. That's when I was born. <laughs> Played Saracen. <laughs> oh, 80... well, I mean, it's been a few years. Eighty one. I'm gonna say ninety for Saracen. No, that's Wait, what? Yes. No. Well, what? too late. You're both wrong. Eighty two. Uh, Taylor Kitsch. What year was Taylor Kitsch born? 80. 79. Both wrong. 81. <laughs> Jesse Plemons. Okay, we need to be doing cl- who's closest. 
Or you're winning anyway. Don't I know, I know. Uh, Plemons, um, I'm going to say 80, 83. Why not? 82. Both wrong. 81. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I said Plemons, right? Yeah. Yes. You're both wrong. 88. <gasps> what? 88? Yeah. He's, he's wow. the second youngest. Baby. Uh, yeah, because then Amy Teagarden. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, how about... Uh, oh, wait, that means that Clemens is only 31 now. He's 32. Wow. He, he already had his birthday this year, so that's why he's oh, 32. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it and just say that this game's over. Uh, Tori wins. Um, <laughs> We're going to some dunce. So his wife must be like 10 years older than him, right? No. No, she's not that old. No. Really? She's got to be a... No. I think she's born in the 80s. Yeah, but, right? like, yeah, no, hold on. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the order from youngest oh, to oldest, yeah, it yeah, goes yeah. Amy Teagarden, uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, and then Gaius Charles and Adrian Palicki are actually born four days apart, according to IMDb. Oh. Uh, oh. But uh, he is four days older. Uh, then Zach Guilford, uh, Taylor Kitsch, uh, born in 81, uh, and then Minka Kelly and Scott Porter, who will turn 41 on July 14th. So wow. he just, when you hear this episode, he will just have had his birthday. So everyone uh, reach out wow. on Twitter yep. and wish him a happy birthday and also wish our producer, Seth, uh, a happy birthday. <laughs> he just turned infinity Something. Yeah. old. Um, it's at Love Spackle. <laughs> right. Um, you know, tell him you're thinking of him. Yeah, he's uh, he's 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 all alone in quarantine. But does that mean that Scott Porter is older than that teacher? Oh, that's a good question. <gasps> oh, oh, um, uh, Austin Nichols. Yeah, let's see. So he was born in 1980. Yeah, so he is older. Yeah. Wow. John from Cincinnati. Is he younger than a, a... Well, so technically, Street has graduated at this point. Yes. So he's definitely not in school. Yes. He's, uh, yeah, he's the, only one, he's the only one who has graduated so far. Because somehow, <laughs> Riggins is a junior. Uh, and I'm, and, I'm uh, guessing Tyra and Lila are seniors? I think Lila's a senior. I think Tyra's a junior. Okay. Because I think she's still in high school next season. But then... And then... Uh, Landry so, is supposed to be... Lance is supposed to be a, a sophomore right now. Um, or not. A junior. Is that right? Is he younger than... than uh, I thought he was the same age as Saracen. Well, Saracen's a junior now. Oh, okay. Holy shit. Austin Nichols was... And freaking Walking Dead for like three seasons, and I didn't recognize him from there. <laughs> well, aren't they all covered in other people's faces or something? Well, no, no, not this, not Spencer. He played Spencer, who was like a totally, he's just like a douche. I totally remember his character, and for some reason I didn't connect the two people. Which one was Spencer? Uh, he was like an asshole, douchebag. Uh, Negan killed him because he just got fed up with him. Did you, at any point while watching the asshole character, think, God, that looks like somebody who would have been on One Tree Hill? <laughs> no. <laughs> Weirdly. <laughs> huh. I think 
really getting at is we all need to watch One Tree Hill. Oh, there's so many seasons. That's, that show went on a long time. Wait, was that only CW or was that? It may have. Did it? Was that one of the ones that started? Yeah. On um, yeah, UPN or whatever, WB. Hmm. I don't remember. It was around. It, yeah, it was that whole chunk. At one point, I I didn't really watch the show, but I loved when the soup would show clips from it. And then I, but my friend, my roommate and I would obsessively read, I think it was um, Vulture had recaps or somebody, mm-hmm. there was some website that was doing recaps of every One Tree Hill episode and right. just, it was the most ridiculous. It's like a better show in recap form than it is right. to watch. Oh, that reminds me. There was a, uh, I don't remember where it might've been. It might have been The Ringer, it might have been someone like Vulture or something, but someone did an oral history of the One Tree Hill episode where the, the dog steals the heart. Yeah. <laughs> and I've what? never seen the episode. I've seen the clip. Yeah, there's a there there's an episode that where a dog steal like runs off with a uh, There's like a heart, a heart transplant in a hospital. Yeah. Like so they bring yeah. in the cooler with the heart in it and it like somebody drops the cooler and yeah. the ice and the, and dog, the heart like, runs and, yeah. through picks it up. Uh, yeah, a gold off. retriever some reason <laughs> is like loose in the hospital and like picks up the heart and runs away. Uh, and the oral history was great. That's all I was gonna say. And it's very entertaining. Um, I've now gotta look that up. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, can you imagine doing a show for that many seasons and its lasting impact on pop culture is a dog with a heart in its mouth? <laughs> <laughs> it was memorable, you know? They, they made it, they took a big swing. Um, much like Friday Night Lights did with this murder storyline that is now gone. Um, but anyway, you know, we'll be back. There's two more, we have two more weeks of this, so yes. hope you're hope you're enjoying it. And then... August will be something else, so don't worry about it. Someday, Tori will watch uh, uh, Warrior Nun. Yeah, someday. And I've got to and get you guys the playlist for for August. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll there'll be more next week, no doubt. So um, episodes ten through twelve. Ten through twelve. Uh, I don't have the names offhand, but you murder, know, murder murder free episodes. <laughs> yeah, no more over. murder. As far as we remember. Um, but anyway, uh, have a good night. Good night. That, was a, that was a weird, I said that real weird. I'm going to keep that, keep that in. Have a good night.